it's been a very exciting um, two-week period um, in here at um, the Frithcast Forest, um, where uh, things have things have happened. Um, What's happened? Well, we've been to work a few times. Oh yeah, I guess we have. We've had some meals. We did. Um, I enjoyed that bit. I, I always like that bit. <laughs> um, I went to pick some pills up. Yeah. I Needs went to do that to work. Get meds. I went to work this morning and got told I didn't need to because I'd booked leave. That was exciting. That was exciting. I enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was. I mean, the, the, yes, there's the embarrassment and everything, and the and the and the the mortal shame and humiliation and the you know the desire to disappear into the floor and all that kind of thing but having said that there is something joyful about being able to wish wish all your colleagues a jolly good day and while you walk out the door and go home yeah you know and not having been sent home no because it's not as much fun when the boss says right get out no i i can imagine how that would be not as much fun yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you get escorted out and have to collect everything off your desk into a box. and Oh, it gets a bit serious. Walked past everyone. Yeah, that's a bit harsh. Yeah, no, don't like that. Yeah, no, no. Uh, anyway, so yes, there was that. Um, then what else? I mean, that's basically been that's basically been my, my fortnight anyway. We've had some weather. We have had some weather, that's true. It's rained a bit and then it's stopped for a bit and then it's rained a bit again. Yeah. Um, it's been about right. But yeah, so. And you learned who Barbara Streisand was. I knew who Barbara Streisand was because I'd listened to the song by Duck Sauce. You just didn't know any of her classic music. I, well, you see, this is, this is one of those things, you see. I have to defend myself a little. No, I didn't. But mm-hmm. um, she's a little bit like people I know in that I know their names. Yeah. And I know what they look like. Yeah. But I can't necessarily put the two pieces of information together. Okay. So it's like when I'm at work, for example, and the, a colleague comes up, somebody I've worked with for, say, 20 years, mm-hmm. walks up and says, Hi, 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 Kate, how are you doing? Are you having a nice day? Or whatever it is they're saying, or, or, or more like, you know, get that damn piece of work done that I asked you for three weeks ago. Nah. Um, and I'll say to them, yes, I'm having a lovely day, or I can't possibly do that piece of work because insert excuse here um and i want to say who are you because i know your face mm-hmm. can't put a name to it <laughs> at all and i'm terrible i'm terrible like this i'm with this with 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 all sorts of people i know and barbara streisand and Bar- that, that was the point yes and barbara streisand it's like you know some of her songs mm-hmm. and you know who barbara streisand is because she's hugely famous mm-hmm. But I didn't necessarily know given song was her song. You see? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. So it's like knowing the name and knowing the face, but not being able to put them together. Yeah, I guess. So. But yes, we did have a have a listen to a few of her top tracks and they were they were they were rather she has a very powerful voice. She does. You kind of need your speakers to not be turned above like six. Well, that was what we were finding, wasn't it? Yeah. We'd, got, we'd got them up at like six or seven. Because she will just blow your speakers out. And I was thinking, gosh, this is loud, considering I'm normally playing music with my speakers set to 30. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
The woman yeah. produces some signal content, she, let's put it that way. She has a power. She does. <laughs> she has a power. And how's your fortnight been? Do you know what? It's been all right. It's been all right. That's I've good. Change roles at work, uh, and that was fun. Yeah, huh? I'm doing pretty good with my studies. Not this weekend just gone, but the weekend before was a fairly big heathen meetup day, which was awesome. Of course, yes. Um, and I wrote about it in my blog. You did, you did. And then this weekend just gone, we had a whole lot of runes and heathen content over two days, which was pretty wicked. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what would you like to talk about? Well, we probably ought to introduce ourselves first. Okay. Ooh, formal tonight. I know. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome around the virtual campfire. Settle in, warm your knees, you know the drill. Find a drink of choice. Grab the biscuit tin as it zooms past you, probably on a hedgehog because that's how we roll in the virtual Apparently. campfire. Apparently so. <laughs> Come and settle in with your bono hosts. <laughs> Suzanne and the lovely Kate. We are your boner podcasters. <laughs> we are your boner podcasters. Boner to Varda, your jolly eeks. <laughs> Settle in, lovely listeners. We are really, really happy you could join us for this episode. When Kate stops giggling, she'll join in with the words. Gather round and warm your lallies. <laughs> I don't think that's legs, not knees, I think, but... It'll do. It was close enough. I don't know what the um, Polari for knees is. No, we're going to have to go find the Polari for knees. After this episode, lovely listeners, we're going to go find the Polari for knees. Mm -hmm. It's lovely to see you all around the virtual campfire. Welcome and welcome to episode 115. 115. 115. And we've done... A few, the last few episodes, we might have been a, a little bit off kilter and we thought we'd kind of bring it back in this particular episode to a bit of theological reflection. So before we get into that, I'm Suzanne Martin. I'm a heathen with a head full of stuff. Some of it, none of it reminds me where I put my house keys. No. No. There's a, it's a sort of a, we've got a kind of a Bermuda Triangle for house keys. We have. Wherever the keys are, it is. Basically. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I'm, I'm Kate. I'm, I'm just a sort of non-heathen hanger-on who, who sort of loafs around here and occasionally talks all over a podcast. I help. You do. There's kind of been... Uh, there is always a lot of chattering in heathen online groups about the nature of the gods. Okay. The nature is in what form they might take, mm -hmm. what aspect we might resonate with us harder than perhaps a god or goddess's other aspects. Okay. What things resonate with us hard and what things maybe not as much. But one of the big discussions that always goes on is what do the gods look like? And that got me thinking. May I? Because I have a stock reply <clears throat> to that. Yeah, please do. When somebody says, what do you look like? The answer is, it depends on who's looking. It does depend on who's looking. And for heathens and probably pagans in general, 
it does depend very much on who's looking <laughs> as to what they look like. Now, I'm not talking maybe so much in terms of body image and facial image, like we touched on in the last episode. Yeah. But more in terms of clothing and appearance in that sense. Okay. And that kind of spiralled my brain off on one of those like late Spirals. night, too much coffee, too little sleep kind of spirals. <laughs> you probably know the ones, lovely listeners. Oh, yeah. You've probably been there at least once. <laughs> if not, you kind of, you know permanently live there and just come out every now and again to decaffeinate and go back in again and it got me thinking about the maybe the artwork we see of the gods or the imagery that we see of them yeah where they're often in very traditional maybe 7th to 10th century clothing mm-hmm. or they're in very in the case of some of the goddesses, they're in very fantasy idealized, yeah, male gaze esque yeah. outfits that seemingly stay on and up on their own. <laughs> and you're like, how is that even gravity is not obviously in this same space? They're wearing they're wearing armor, but making sure as much is exposed as possible. Yes, and yeah. don't get me started on that whole rant. <laughs> I'm just going to box that one away. You probably know where that one goes as well. But for some of the imagery that, I mean, resonates with me Mm. and resonates with other heathens that I know is imagery that's very much done in maybe either the Scandinavian art style, the Anglo-Saxon early medieval art style, the sort of maybe very distinctive dot and line art patterns that you get, but also the clothing styles and jewellery and hairstyles that are depicted are very much of that era. Yeah. And that got me thinking, it got me thinking about a lot of things. And I think that the first point was very much about what do I choose to wear when I'm going into that sacred space and sacred time and I'm going to do a maybe a, a ritual with bells and whistles on. Mm maybe quite a long ornate one that I've planned out and I've put effort into writing prayer and gathering suitable offerings and getting that time and space in my schedule to give proper respect. Yeah. And you make a kind of a big job of it. So, but what clothing I choose to wear in that space when I'm wanting to really make a go of it if you want to put it in that particular terms and I can't tell anybody how to heathen of course of course because reasons I tend to have ritual kit that is very reminiscent of maybe a partially idealized 7th to 10th century mm. clothing so looking at the looking at the nature and the and the and the sort of if you like the presentation of the gods mm. um I mean, there are there are religious cultures in which God, if you want to put it that way, or the gods, the the, the divinity, is not described. Mm. Um, I mean, we we live in a, a in a majority Christian country, um, and the 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 general sort of point of view uh, tends to be that there isn't a specific image of God. Um, but people will have their own ideas as to what he 
they look like. Mm. Um, and uh, it's often, you know, you often see these portrayals of, of uh, the Christian God as the, the, the sort of guy with the big white beard mm. sitting up among the clouds, looking down at Earth with, you know, exasperation. and um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you have, um, in, in Christian terms, you have Jesus, who is often presented as a... White. As, <laughs> As a, as Sorry, a, did I say that? As right? a, as a, um, <coughs> uh, as somebody from uh, Judea in the first century, he's always presented in artwork as being suspiciously European-looking. Um, Very suspiciously European-looking. <laughs> yeah. But again, you have that that image of him. Now, obviously, in Islamic tradition, it's not acceptable to um, draw or 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 pr- uh, produce um, images of God, mm. of Allah. Um, so in, in that culture, it's like, it's not something that, that I imagine people think about very much because it would be, it would be wrong to do it. Mm. Um, and if you go back to, um, uh, some of the other polytheistic cultures, like the Greco-Roman faiths, and you get these, these images of the gods as, as they are presented in the mythology. And in that society, they're dressed in as that society, as members of that society. Yeah. So how do we see from the sources that we have? What descriptions do we have of the Norse Germanic? Not a lot. (laughs) Not a lot. Which I guess is where it ties into the Bard of Thor episode, our last episode, Mm. which is where we have a description of Thor as he's got red hair. Yeah. And that's it. There's no bodily description of him, but a lot of the Victorian paintings will paint him as ye six-pack. Yes. Muscle-bound, when maybe... The new imagery of him is that he's not. Mm. So we don't have very great physical descriptions of the gods. It's probably fair to say that when the gods come walking down on Midgard, that they're dressing appropriately for where they are and who they're going to come amongst. Yeah. And they might be dressed quite rich or they might be dressed, you know, kind of average, Mm. but Mm. they're not going to be dressed in a jeans and T-shirt and a pair of Crocs. Are they not? No, because no. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> because the the stories that we have, the myth cycle doesn't say, and they wore really freaking strange clothing. It just no. says they came down to Midgard and they journeyed amongst the people, and ah, it doesn't see, say anything about them looking weird. You see, my brain was perhaps jumping ahead because I'm sort of I'm sort of thinking about them walking amongst the people of Midgard, and as one of the people of Midgard. Yes. Um, I, I, I may not wear Crocs very very often. Um, I don't remember ever having worn Crocs, to be honest. That's just fine with me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, T-shirts, jeans, you know, whatever. But yeah, going back to the people then, mm. um, I mean, I have to be honest, though, as we, we sort of talked about last, last time, with the, um, uh, all the, 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 <laughs> the rumpus over um, God of War Ragnarok, um, and you know, people didn't like the fact that Thor was being presented as a a as an antagonist and b as as a uh, a, a big sort of barrel chested burly man, mm. but not the sculpted, chiselled, no uh, dehydrated. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but as I say, as I was saying that time, my my idea of Thor, my visual, my my internal sort of vision of Thor, if you like. Um, is I'm afraid from Marvel, mm. from the MCU because that's that's the really the only picture of him I've, I've that's been 
sort of saturated into my culture, you know? Yeah, it is. And it's that imagery of the gods, that's a very strong one, mm. especially at the moment of the MCU is massive. Mm. And it's a very, very strong, very distinctive image. But it kind of got me thinking and where I was talking about with ritual clothing at the beginning, that the idea of putting on something so different from my everyday clothes mm. signals to my brain that this is this is special time, this is sacred time, this is time with purpose and sacrifice and prayer mm. and giving thanks in mind and putting on those clothes signifies to me that that's the, the time and space it, it gives me, starts giving me that mindset. Yeah. So your idea for, I mean, I, I, I have to confess, I don't participate in ritual very much. I'll participate in group rituals because I'm joining in with the group. Um, but ritual has never been really been a, a great part of my own personal practice. Um, I don't really have a personal practice. Um, but would you say then that your what you're saying is that your your choice of clothing and 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 sort of um, accoutrements because mm -hmm. that's a good word. It is accoutrements, jewelry, uh, you know, belt belt pouches, yeah, tools, ritual attire that I will put on for those special and solemn occasions. And that you say is in order to set that apart from your your normal everyday wear and, and, yeah. and make it a special thing, which makes good sense. Is that because that's how you see the gods? You see them dressed in that way. You see them dressed in that sort of style and you want to be closer to them by, by, by putting that the same stuff on? I think it, it's partly that, yeah. I think it's partly that kind of, that separation that I don't wear those clothes or that jewellery for any other reason mm. than those sacred times. Yeah. And yeah, I think partly the imagery that I have of the gods, the artwork that resonates with me, the statuary that resonates with me, is very much in that 7th to 10th century styles mm. or uh, clothing or... Yeah, clothing, jewellery, all of that kind of stuff. Hairstyles, in a way. Yeah, so you, with... with is, is very like... much in that period. So if I dress also in that period, it helps that resonance mm. for me. But it kind of got me thinking, you know, are the gods still dressing that way? Mm. Are they still wearing those kind of clothes? Are they now wearing something different here in the 21st century what do the gods look like yeah and that's where my sleep deprived caffeinated brain went <laughs> is odin now a biker well <clears throat> with a jacket on being a wanderer just a nomad riding yeah nomadic highways mm. and or does he look at the stock exchange does he predict what will happen? Because he kind of knows what will happen. Yeah. So it kind of got me thinking of what do the gods look like now? Yeah. And I can look at, you know, modern images of people in maybe business attire or casual attire or even, uh, you know, formal wear. Mm. And it doesn't resonate with me as hard as seeing images of people in in that early medieval clothing yeah that's the kind of clothing i associate with them so it kind of brought me back to the question that 
yes, I use that style of ritual kit. It might not be absolutely historically accurate, mm. but it's what I feel most resonance in wearing. And because I use it time after time after time after time, you build up that association. Yeah. But what the gods look like now, that's a whole big question. It's do, they, do they change? Have they got different aspects to them now? Mm. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question to me because my my own sort of focus in this area is obviously not i'm i'm you know we we know i'm not heathen you know this is uh um i've i've uh, i've never made any pretense that i'm a, i'm an interloper here <laughs> doing just fine. um but my my focus is on things that are um i use that that i go back to that line that i've dropped in at the beginning um which is a, a line from the mothman prophecies which is one of my favorite films mm. um mainly because it touches quite extensively on things that I'm really interested in. And, and, and one of them is the nature of... Um, divinity. Yeah, nature of divinity, <laughs> nature of reality, in a way. Um, yeah, this is get, lovely listeners, this is going to get really big really fast. Well, no, not, not necessarily. <laughs> so, but there is a... There is a which I, and I may have mentioned it before, but there is a scene in that film where um, the main character is talking to talking by phone to um an entity an entity yeah yeah and it's it's you know depending on on well that's this is the point isn't it um i was going to say depending on how you read the story particularly you might think it's an alien or you might think it's a ghost or who knows it's it's just this this thing this this intelligence that he's speaking to and it's talking on the phone to him using a number of different voices all at the same time mm. and um he says to it um one of the questions he asked is what do you look like and the answer comes back it depends on who's looking yeah and that resonates very strongly with me because i'm very interested in in the sort of things that have changed over time um i mean mentioning aliens what what we now tend to find in, in, in alien encounter reports are much the same things as were happening with the fairies or angels or demons a, a couple of hundred, few hundred years ago. Mm. Um, and so this all interests me very much. It's like, what is the nature of a god, the true nature of a god? Because a god isn't a person. No, they just can but sometimes look like one. They can sometimes look like one. Or maybe we create the image of the god as a person, because that's what's familiar to us. I mean, in, in, in Christianity, it says he created man in his own image, but maybe that's kind of, to some extent, the other way around, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So if people in the 10th century envisaged their gods as wearing 10th century style clothing and carrying 10th century style weapons and that kind of thing, mm. would it not make sense to think that people in the 21st century would look to those same gods and see them very differently? Mm. doesn't mean the gods aren't there no is the key point it's and just that their nature change over time yeah we're it's... trying to get human brains to process something as big as a god and as complex as a god and more than one and more than one <laughs> and one would be enough one just, would be enough just ask a christian how one do you would be over, you know? a life, over a lifetime of trying to figure out yeah but so yeah. you end up with this the we we whether we want to or not, we superimpose images over chaos. We make patterns that we can understand. 
on over things that otherwise would would blow our brains. Paradoilia. Oh, kind of. To to. But we are pattern seekers. Yes. And we look for things that within our with with our within our our um, the bounds of our understanding. So if you have a god, a deity, you might not be able to necessarily understand it if you were to look at it raw. But if you look at it through the filter of a person, a man in a, you know, in a in a robe and a pointy hat carrying a staff, mm. and wearing a big beard, you know, maybe that's what somebody not so long ago would have imagined Odin as being like. But what is he like now? But what does he look like now? And um, yeah, I've just got in my head. I've just got the image of a big, kind of. You know, big solid mountain of a biker. Yeah, I suppose. And yeah, you sort of like, well, what does then, what does the Draufnir look like? What does Gungnir look like? What does Sleepnir look like? Do them again? Who? <laughs> Sleepnir, I've heard of. Sleepnir, you've heard of. Who are the others? Um, you've got Draupnir, the ring. Oh, the ring. The the arm ring that drops drops other rings. Yes. Weight in nine. Nine times nine nights. Yeah. Well, every ninth night will drop a ring of equal. We'll drop another gold armlet of equal weight. That's right. Yes, I remember Draupnir. And Gungnir is his spear. Okay. Not a sword, but a spear. Yeah, yeah. I remember him carrying a spear. I know. Um, I know. It's. A, I know when he's when he's present being presented as Gandalf. It's a staff, but. Yes. But yes, he's. Uh, I remember him having because we talked about him having a spear rather than. The commoner's weapon, right, rather than... The noble's weapon. The noble's but weapon. But in theory, he's the noble's god, not the commoner's god. Mm. So, yeah, that needs unpicking at some point. <laughs> um, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> so, you know, what does Sleepnir look like in the modern age? Mm. Are they a motorbike with extra cylinders? You know, are they yeah. a V8 engine in something... <laughs> Rather than a horse with eight legs. You can get a V8 in a, mo- in a motorbike. I <laughs> bet he could. He I, could totally put if, a V8 in a motorbike if, if you're if a god. Wanted. If you're a god. Yeah. Who knows what you can do. Maybe I'm wrong. I know nothing of mechanics. So how does that... You know, it, it can be a very interesting theological exercise yeah. in what do the gods... What would the gods look like to us now? Because they sure as heck aren't coming down to Midgard and wearing 10th century kit. No. Because unless they're going to a, you know, a reenactment event or a Viking fair, that would be point, kind of fun. They would be creasing themselves, laughing at the rest of us. But that would be hilariously fun. I mean, if me. you were one of but, them, you, you would know, want to spend a bit of your time doing that, wouldn't you? You would, but you know, you've got, <laughs> you know, go to a. A big like battle event, Viking event, where people are chanting your name and think, yeah, that yeah. still feels good. <laughs> or one of one of these fa- the, like the Renaissance Renaissance fairs, fairs that they yeah. have, and it's like a historical fair, and it's like that's not the Renaissance, that's like eight hundred and something. But yeah, anyway, but yeah. So, given the fact that they are known to come down to Midgard and wander. Mm. And given the fact that it's not just limited to one of them, there are several of them that come down and yeah. wander, what do they look like now? What do they look like when they come down here? How do we... What parts of their image stay the same and what parts of their image change? And how do we... How do we even... We <laughs> if are... that's the case, how do we 
process that as modern inclusive heathens how do we even start mm. figuring that one out we are probably inevitably going to have to sail fairly close to american gods at some point because such a good rendition well i have to say i have not read the book mm. nor have i seen the series through um i've seen the first few episodes it looked good for some reason we dropped away from watching it we've never never resumed it yet mm. um but um i remember ian mcshane as mr wednesday God, yes. was that was that the name yes. mr wednesday mr wednesday um and the thing that interested me i mean the, the, the that book is is essentially um essentially asking the same question that we are tonight it's you know what if the gods were in the modern day yeah. and ended up facing their facing off against new gods that humanity had created since yes and, and as a as somebody who who tends to imagine the gods in a sort of roman kind of um imagery uh, imagery yeah. yeah um this it always it always sort of puzzled me a little bit because you've got um i think one of the characters is the is the is the internet Yes. One of the one of the new gods is the god of the internet, and it always. I always stumbled a little bit with that because it's like, well, you don't need a new god of the internet. You've already got one, which is Mercury. Hmm. Mercury is the is the, the messenger. Yes. He is not only the god of communication, but he is the god of um, trade. Mm. So he's the god of mercantile activity. We literally get the word merchant from Mercury. Um, he's also the god of thieves, but we'll let that pass. Well, hello, 419. So, <laughs> so if um, if he is those things, he's the god of communication and he's the god of trade, it would seem the internet is his domain. Mm. And I think rather than there being a new god coming along that has to cover has to, to to cover a piece of human culture that we didn't previously have. You've simply got the the evolution of an old god. Yeah, and do they do the gods evolve? And that's a big question. That's a very late night campfire question. Oh yeah. Of you know we're we're long past the mead horner and we're into kind of biscuits. Into biscuit time and we're into like you know maybe a bit of mulled wine, mm. a little bit of soft kind of um, string music going off in the background. I should say for our American, fires. For our American uh, cousins, um, when I say biscuits, I mean cookies. Yeah, not, not the computer kind. Not biscuits, not, cook, not computer cookies. No. Food cookies, but, not, cookies. but not, what, not biscuits. Not your biscuits, our biscuits are your cookies. Our cookies are something different. Yes. Yeah, we don't put gravy on our cookies. We do not put gravy on our. Co no, no. Moving on. Okay. Hastily. Yes. So, I think yeah, that whole kind of late night question of do the gods evolve? Like, you know, Mercury as the god of the internet. Mm. Do the Norse gods do the same? Because, a lot of them are renowned for activities that would have been, absolutely commonplace in that early medieval age, mm. the early middle ages, but they're not commonplace now. And many of us choose to learn those skills yeah. when we have, when we're sort of 
we've got time and we've got financial ability we choose to learn to say to say right we we're going to learn to spin we're going to learn to weave we're going to learn to split wood with an axe mm. we're going to learn to carve wood we're going to learn to do these you know like loose set we're going to learn to do these crafts and these skills which would have been absolutely vital in that period yeah but to us our way of connecting to our gods they're not vital to our society no so do the gods evolve with us and you know do they understand would they take ritual in person ritual over the internet just the same mm. does that get to them just as fast does it does I mean, it kind of find the same way there and how do you even start and pick this is going to take more than one episode i many, how do you even start on picking this many many years ago well a fair few years ago now uh, back in the days when second life was more than just a sex dungeon yeah um it may well be more than just a sex dungeon but even now i don't know but i i know it got um it, it got it began to specialise, let's put it that way. It did. Um, Second Life was a virtual reality environment of a sort where you could create an avatar and go into it and, and, and just meet up with people in different environments. And, and, yeah. and it was going to be, for a while, it was going to be the future of, of online communication. Right. It was business going to be... Business meetings You'd in have Second business Life meetings and... in, the get, in, the, in the simulation yeah. and so on. Um, uh, I, I stopped myself saying game there because it didn't have a game as such. No, it was just um, a, a virtual moldable environment. Basically, yeah. And I remember, uh, if, if I've mentioned it before, my apologies, but I remember participating in a, um, a a ritual online at a simulated stone circle in certain life, mm. and with a with a coven of witches who people that I didn't really know. Um, but you know, it was a it was like a mid a midsummer ritual or whatever whatever it was. I can't really remember, but. I remember being there and I remember, you know, they, they, they got it all, they had it all worked out, what, what, who was going to do what, and, and, it, and it worked. Mm. And it felt pretty good. Yeah, it felt to be like honest. a connection. Yeah. And there are, there are groups now, there are local, national, international groups that will do ritual online, especially after the last 18 months. Yeah. Because that is how we've had to adapt. We still want that faith connection, so we have to adapt our practice to... Mm. to fit the circumstances that we have so do the gods adapt with us or are they sat in wooden halls in cloth that they've you know has been hand sewn and hand spun with tablet weaving with fur edging or are they sat there in formal wear in suits in evening gowns in jeans on the days off, I was going to say, <laughs> are they are they in a, something else? Are they in a a, a a a huge like coffee house or something, wearing t-shirts and jeans? Yeah, and just sitting and is listening it to music. Completely sacrilegious for me to think about them that way. <laughs> just kind my of, own, you know, rocking out the latest bardic album that doesn't work. But yeah, rocking out to the latest online concert somewhere, and it just are they more human? If I imagine them that way, I mean they are fairly human to me anyway. Mm. They they they're fallible. They make mistakes. They get angry. They get upset. They get happy. They get jealous. Yeah, I think um, for myself, my my way of looking at it would simply be that the, the the gods and ultimately divinity as a concept is too big for me. 
it's it's not yeah. possible for a limited brain. I mean, I I have a I have a brain which, you know, for all its all its capability, does not see the vast majority of what's going on around it. No, there are it can't. there are whole wavelengths of light that I cannot see. Mm. Um, there all are sounds the I cannot hear. All the light we cannot see. Yeah, yeah. there are there are sounds I cannot hear. The reality that I I see when I look around me is created by my brain from signal impulses that are being received by certain specialized cells. Oh. The world, what the world actually looks like, I have no idea because I, all I'm seeing is the model that my brain is creating for me to try to understand my surroundings. Yeah. So I can't know what a god is, actually is. All I can do is try to understand it in the, in the, in the best way I can. And our frame of reference is the 21st century. Yeah. So do we take our 10th century gods and put them in the 21st century? Because that's where we are. That's granted. I can dress in ritual and that helps me mm. have that resonance. But I can do ritual just as well in jeans and a T-shirt. Mm. And so pondering the nature of that and therefore the nature of the gods themselves, the imagery of the gods themselves, and the deeper questions of, do they evolve with me? Is or, my practice now related, or is there value in my practice? There is to me. Mm. Is there value in my practice to them? Because I am doing different things. I might be offering a mug of coffee. Yeah. but I might be offering things in a plastic beaker, which they, in the 10th century, you've got no clue what plastic is. No, but then you have, then you have the question of, right, think what... What are the gods expecting from you? And the answer is, you don't know. You no. can't know. All you can know is what seems right to you. Yes. What do you feel that... What do you sense that your obligations to them are? And what do you sense is the most effective way of making contact with them and, and getting close to them? Yes. And, yeah, and if that's wearing your ritual attire and accoutrements... Then you do that. Yeah. That's, if that's yeah, that's kind of figuring out we can't tell anybody how to hear. Exactly. Them. And that kind of blows my mind a little bit if I sit here and think about it. So I'm just going to stop sitting and thinking about okay. it for because we've kind of gone quite deep with this episode. Well, we have a little bit. Yeah. Less on the the joculars and more on the dear sweet gods. What is the nature of reality? <laughs> we do not have enough biscuits in our tin. Hey. For a whole discussion on the nature of reality. Hey. Anybody wants to discuss the nature of reality with me, I'm always Come here for it. Come on down. <laughs> what is lovely and warm. No. Um, so, yes, lovely listeners, we're going to leave you there pondering exactly what specialised cells have brought our voices to your brains. Mm. Mm, because... Not to mention what technology. Oh, yeah. No, not going to go. Oh, what physics. No. Ah, no, la, 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 not listening. And of course, why is there a universe at all? <laughs> why is cats? No, <laughs> why uh, is cats? So lovely listeners, thank you very much for joining us for this bit more of a deep reflective episode than our usual. Well, you know, they're getting the money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
if you want to find us online and talk about the nature of reality or the fact we don't have as many biscuits in the tin as when we started this episode, <laughs> you're very welcome to come and find us. My name is Susanna Martin. I am on Facebook under that name and I'm also on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. And I am back doing socials again. Get in. Um, if you if you if you're listening to this like you know in years to come, this 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 is all out of date. But anyway. I'm doing socials again. I'm back on Facebook at Kate, as Kate Coldwind. And you'll also find me on Twitter. Only I haven't tweeted yet and nobody's following me. Um, that might <laughs> at, be why they're not following you. At Kate Coldwind. Um, and also you can find us on our um, uh, Facebook page, uh, at, which is fb.com slash frithcastpod. You um, can. You can come and say hi to us there. And that will, in turn, will direct you to our Discord server because we're all over the all over the internet. They can't. Yeah. They can't stop us. Can't they stop try. The signal. You can't stop the signal, Mal. Can't um, stop the signal, man. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so that will take you to our Discord server, uh, where we will be very happy to see you if you'd like to come and join us. Yeah, come and join us and uh, some of our lovely listeners from around the world. We will just drop in. We have random late night conversations. We talk about all manner of different things. There's lots of different channels in there for you to drop into and have a chat. So we would love to see you or even just come and say hi, throw us a friend request. You know the drill. Lovely listeners. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. We're going to leave you with those slightly more reassuring thoughts after that episode. <laughs> We hope you will come back and join us around the virtual campfire for episode 116. 116. The number of the next episode. It is the number of the next episode. Mm. And thou shalt not count to five, for that is right out. <laughs> Talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.